Hey guys, welcome back. Hey, it's Ricky. And it's Dahlia. Reunited. <laughs> Literally, like, I came home, I came back to the dorm, home, whatever, um, like, an hour ago, and this is, like, the first time Ricky and I have seen each other in a month and a half, which is why you have not heard a podcast from yes. us in a month and a half. Basically, basically, I left really early before Pesach. Um, Pesach was literally, like, March, March 20. 4th 25th i left the dorms march 10th which is like ridiculously early but i went to israel thank god everyone everything worked out but i didn't want to get stuck in quarantine before israel and why you has a tendency to quarantine a <laughs> lot no, of human for beings no reason. for no reason and i was scared to get stuck but now i'm fully vaccinated bh so i won't that won't happen to me anymore but that's why we went that's why i went home and that's why there was such a big gap in yeah. we apologize for that the we podcast didn't really prepare um yeah shout out Arie. i'm really sorry that it took you this long but here's your shout out go Arie. and here's your podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay so we recently over the break decided to make an instagram for this podcast to post all kinds of content about religion about to remind people that our podcast is out Stuff like that, and just, you know, to let people get to know us better. So, if you are not following us already, we are Do It For The Chavaya on Instagram, with an underscore in between each word. Um, go check us out, give us a follow, and something that we did not realize that we would be doing, which we are very, very happy um, to do, is that people have, well, specifically one person, um, shout out to you if you're listening to this, um, has reached out to me in the dms um well to both of us in the dms to ask us for advice about you know religion and you know being connected to your religion having meaning um when it comes to religiosity and i think that's something really important to talk about and i think we're gonna kind of revamp this podcast a little bit to talk about things that i guess have more meaning to us not that the other episodes didn't have meaning but i guess we were trying to make things that we thought would be funny and trying to keep it light but i think a lot of these topics are very important um to talk about because a lot of people are dealing with them and the most important thing when you're struggling with something is to know that you are not alone and that other people are dealing dealing with that stuff too so that is the topic for today's podcast um but yeah but just before dahlia starts i i just cut you off i'm sorry that's totally fine but <laughs> Like, it's not going to be, like, fully serious. Like, we're still going to have, like, bits and pieces of our personality in it. And our personalities are very naturally, like, funny and chill. Which is, like, the podcast will still be, like, yeah funny and have our personality in it. It's just going to be, like, heavier topics. Like, We just were so afraid in the beginning to... Not afraid. We were nervous to have um, serious topics. It's not... We're not going to get, like, crazy depressing. We're not talking about, like, like death we might touch on death we might touch on it i know i will on this one but like (laughs) it's not gonna be like 45 minutes of just yeah dying so yeah so we're saying we're still like you see we're still like goofy and fun but we were afraid to have depressing topics or i guess more serious topics because we were worried that people wouldn't be interested but then we just realized people want to listen to things that they relate to and if you disagree with us you and you want to hear something else please dm us on instagram just give us ideas yeah we have a google form where you can give us um ideas um that google form is in the bio in our instagram and it's completely anonymous if you want it to be so if you have any questions any advice about something or have any topic ideas for the podcast please go there and let us know we want we want to make podcasts that people want to listen to and not that anybody is listening to these thank all you, three RA, of you for listening <laughs> thank you Ari, for listening we, we greatly appreciate uh, this whole podcast is just a shout out to him he Ari's really wanted a shout fan. out Ari's our biggest he fan. really wanted a shout out here it is yeah. the first four minutes of this podcast i think we should name the podcast this episode should just be called Ari. <laughs> okay um no we're not gonna do that that's weird but we appreciate you <laughs> Okay, so we're gonna get into Welcome the to Dahlia's personality right here. This is all Dahlia. Okay. Don't add well, me into this. Before we get into this, we're gonna do a quick disclaimer, like we do in a lot of the other podcasts, that we are gonna be sharing a lot about our personal journeys with religion and how we are in the places that we are today, which we're very, very happy with. Um, but that does not negate anybody else's experiences and if you don't do the things that we do, like, if you're not Shomer, if you're not wearing skirts, if you're, you know, like, not necessarily Shomer Chavez, 
there's absolutely no judgment from us, and we're not saying that we are better people. I am not showman. Ab- absolutely. Like, so Dio nobody, would be a better person than me by not, that standard. That's not how that works. <laughs> I'm not a better person than anybody. That's what we're saying. Is yeah, like we're, saying we're not wrong. judging. Everyone is on their own path in their own Judaism and their own level of it, and that is totally okay. Please be like I would rather someone be a good person before they are, you know, Religious. Shomer, Shomer Shabbos, like all that stuff. It's it's important. It definitely is, but it's more important that you are a good kind-hearted human being and i i firmly believe that that's what god wants from us the most Read. um so there's no judgment here and we are not saying that you need to be doing these things in order to be a good jew at all and we are also another disclaimer we are not professionals at all <laughs> we are college students we're just college age students born and decided to make a podcast because exactly. we thought we were funny <laughs> so if you really need it's very possible that you might ask us for advice and we might direct you towards a rabbi or a therapist or something like that which is totally chill i i have seen therapists in the past and that is totally normal completely normal most of my friends see therapists too so if we direct you towards someone else that's totally normal it's totally fine just keep in mind that we are not um professionals at all or moras or, or rabbis. Morris. I would love to be a Mora. Would you though? Because <laughs> starting gifting an associate's degree in Judaism if you would like one. Yeah, no, thank you. Okay. Um, all right. So we're gonna get started. Um, that was quite a long intro, but you know, it's been it's been a minute. It's been a hot it's second. Been a hot second. It's been a hot six weeks. Hot, literally. Okay, so we're gonna start. Um, we just kind of want to give you guys a little background how we grew up. Um, I personally, Ricky can do whatever she wants. I personally am not gonna go into. Um, the rest of my family um mostly just because i feel like that's kind of personal like to them i don't want to mention anybody in my family shame i'm very curious what i'm very curious daya's family is secretly the mafia from russia and she doesn't <laughs> want anyone to know i'm saying like religiously and no stuff. it's fine i, like, I mean whatever um they're not from russia they're from both Poland. our families are religious just to just as a disclaimer but we both grew up religious and all that stuff so Ricky, you can give a background so sure. we can all um, better understand where we're coming from. The glory that is Rifka Marley. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, <laughs> so I grew up modern Orthodox. I went to a modern Orthodox school until I was in fourth grade, and then my school shut down and I transferred. Sad. Sad girl hours. It was really That's sad. to Phila! Woo! Woo! So it's basically a co-ed, not religious school, but one of the, like... The school she moved to. Yes, <laughs> Beth to Phila. But one of, like, I guess the contingencies of it was that my dad, like, sat me down before and was like, look, we're modern Orthodox, not everyone will be, and that's fine, but, like, we are, so you will, like, continue to wear skirts and and shorts, and, like, I wore short sleeves, but, like, he was like, you're not gonna start wearing pants and crop tops and basically, like, not dress like that, and... And I said, okay. And my dad said, if it gets too hard for you, we'll transfer you. There's no shame in saying, like, I don't want to do that. I don't why I want to transfer. And, like, thank God, like, I was fine. I was strong enough in myself to continue it and stay modern Orthodox. And actually, one of, like, the biggest compliments I ever got was in 11th grade. I was in Shul, and my dad was, like, talking to someone, da 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 And I, like, went up to, like, my dad just to see when we were leaving. And the guy he was talking to, I really don't remember who it was, but he said... Ricky, I just used you as an example, and I was like, what? And he was like, someone was saying that you can't go to Bethlehem and be religious. Like, it was Aww. not, it wasn't, it, you, it was like not a thing. You couldn't do it. And this guy said to me, he goes, I used you as an example. Look at you. You're a Jewish young woman, modern Orthodox, all good, and you go into Bethlehem, and they obviously have something in place so that you can stay religious. And it was one of the biggest compliments I could get, because truth is, it was hard. I'm not going to say it was like the easiest thing in the world, but like, that's so sweet. I just felt that I was strong enough to do it, and it was such a big compliment. And to this day, like, I'm 20 years old, and I still remember it. I was, like, what, 17 or something? And I still remember it. It was really nice. But, anyway, so I grew up more Orthodox, but my dad and my mom's family are more Hasidic. I always joke that I was the black sheep of the family because I went to co-ed school. Scandalous. I would, like, um, my grandmother... Whatever you say after she's dead, but basically, <laughs> basically, just another disclaimer. Ricky likes to make jokes about her dead relatives. I make really bad dead it's jokes. It's totally normal. Just go with it. Just please. go with the flow. But basically, they were Hasidic, and my grandmother. I was like joking around one time on Pesach, and I like went up to her and I was like, "Softer look, like my my skirt cover my covers my knees and my elbows and my collarbone." 
um, is covered, like, haha, and then she gave me a 20-minute spiel about how it doesn't matter what school I go to, but that I have to keep my Yiddish kite, like, you know, because I want to keep it, whatever. Oh, and it was, like, the classic, like, grandmother speech, but... I love that. But the first time after she passed away, she passed away three months before I went to seminary, and the first time one of my English friends said Yiddish kite, I, like, stopped for, like, a full two minutes, and I was, like... No! I was like, mm. I was like, okay! It was, like, so strange. But, side topic, that was really off topic. But, basically, you get the point. I w- my family, my father grew up Hasidic. It was actually really funny, because I, I, con- I tried to convince my grandmother to come to my graduation. And I was like, Safta, I live in America, you live in Israel, it's not fair, you're never at anything. And then I spoke at graduation, I was like, I want you to come, da 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 And then I convinced her, I succeeded. And my dad was like, Ricky, she can't come to your graduation. And I was like, why not? She was like, you go to Bethlehem. The girls' knees are not going to be covered. Their elbows, not covered. Which is fine. You do you. But my grandmother, who was Hasidic, would, like, shun me from the family. <laughs> and there was co-ed, co-ed seating. So then we had to reconvince her not to come. And then she ended up passing away the day before. So, like, she wouldn't have come anyways. But it was just really funny. And it was it was just really funny how I had to, like, reconvince her. Basically. Basically, and my mom's dad lives in Beitar, and my mom's mom is a little less, like, she's non-Orthodox, but my mom grew up in, like, Harnof, which is, like, Hasidish Israel. Really so, um, that was that. All my uncles used to have, like, payas. Some of them still do, and the oh kids. God, I love crazy. my little 10-year-old cousins who, like, have payas down to, like, their chest and i'm like okay buddy um but yeah so i'm modern orthodox but that's a little bit about my family we go to a modern orthodox shawl that's very accepting no matter Not like really. we have black hatters we have like jeans like all over and i love it i worked at groups there um one girl in my groups told me that i wasn't i was holding my sitter wrong because uh, i was holding it like against my like stomach and i guess it was upside down she's like you're not allowed to sit upside down i was like bro uh, shut up <laughs> trying to get you to daven over here focus on davening and not on my sitter oh my but but yeah, so that's my life story. And then I went to seminary and modern religious at Stern now. Modern Orthodox. Modern Orthodox. Um, yeah, so I also grew up modern Orthodox. Um, I, in the middle of high school, like right as I was going into 11th grade, after I came back from Machach, I decided to take on a little bit more um, with wearing skirts and, um, and uh, like, not eating out as much like I would I used to eat out um at like dairy restaurants which is totally once again if you don't wear skirts and you eat out and all that stuff that's totally fine no judgment I'm saying it just didn't feel right for me um and so I stopped doing that and it was extremely hard we're gonna talk about struggles um a little bit later but I guess I can explain the whole skirts thing because that's something that is controversial I think because there's a lot, this could be triggering for some people, there's a lot of slut-shaming, I think, in, um... Skirt-wearing. Skirt-wearing and sneeze, and I think that's... There's like, a lot of negativity around it's really, skirts. It's really terrible, like, truly. People have made judgments about me because I wear skirts, and they think that immediately that means that I think everybody must be dressing the same way as I do, and I that's just not the case. I'll never think that way, and... Like I said, everyone has their own religious journeys. Um, so I started wearing skirts because I was on Mahach, and I'll exp- go into depth a little bit more later um, because it ha- has to do with kind of my struggles, and this is just the background. Um, I really didn't see God in my everyday life, and a lot of my Mahach counselors were like, Look at that tree. Isn't Hashem amazing? Like, <laughs> look at the leaf. Please tell me, like, you relate. Like, you're, like, NCSY. I vibes feel. Like, oh, my God. That bird. Hashem created that. Like, you know. We had that. Just, we had that in 12th grade. We went to Israel. I think we, like, climbed a mountain. And, like, in Israel, like, you climb a mountain. You're, like, wow, look at, like, this land. But someone's, like, look at what Hashem created. And I was, like, a valley. Like, literally all of Israel, a valley. It was also, like, 5 a.m., and I was done with this trip at this point, which was so funny. Yeah, so I felt that I... At first, I was like, okay, they sound like dumb hippies, but, like, then I kind of realized, it was like, that's, like, a beautiful thing to be able to just see, like, Hashem in your everyday life, and that sounds so seminary-esque, but it's true. Like, I really just didn't feel, like, until Shabbos... Like, during the week, I just didn't feel like, not that I was, wasn't was Jewish, but I just wasn't constantly thinking about it. And I wanted to be proud of it and wanted to, like, have a constant reminder. 
And for those of you that don't know, boys um, typically wear some kind of a head covering, um, whether it's a hat or a kippah or anything else. Um, and they also wear tzitzit usually. Um, and those are supposed to be like re- constant reminders of God in their everyday life. And I felt that I wanted that, but obviously I like I grew up not in that type of world where girls wear kippahs and tzitzit and all that stuff. And if you do, that's totally fine. Um, but I didn't grow up like that. And I was like, okay, what could I have all the time that could remind me constantly of God? And so that skirts came in and then later became, you know, like longer sleeve shirts and stuff like that. Um, And it was not easy. And we'll get back to that in a little bit. But that was kind of it. So high school was interesting for me. I mentioned in previous podcasts that I switched schools um, in the middle of high school. I switched after 10th grade to a school that I guess is hushcraftically a little bit more religious, like more to the right. It was an all-girls school. Um, compared to the um, co-ed school. And this is not to bash um, the co-ed school that I went to. It's a great school. My brother still goes there. Um, but I just, in in my grade at least, it was not popular to be, like, super from. At least, like, the girls that were, like, wearing long skirts and, like, you know, really were really into davening were not necessarily, like, popular. And I didn't care about being popular, but it just didn't sit right with me that that was, like, you know. And and just, I wasn't a party person. My grade really liked to party, and that's fine if you like to. It's just, I'm so introverted, and it's just, like, no. You really can't tell it from the podcast. We say it all the time. About I know, I know. We sound like borderline psychotic but that's because we're sitting here with each other and not realizing that yeah. other people are gonna listen yeah to i don't really think i've accepted the fact that people listen to this because sometimes i'm just like yeah it's like in the public but no one's listening to it and then i like look at the views and it's like 30 views and i'm like oh my god who's listening to this and what do they think of me <laughs> oh my god please be nice to us um, yeah, I promise we're normal. Like, we did not become like this with each other right away. Like, yeah. we had to, it took a little bit to, like, get used to it. Like, Dahlia walked in, and then I was just like, okay, now what do I do? She's very quiet. a human being. And, and then I made a dead joke, and it was bad, but, like, it was fine. And then Dahlia was like, who the frickety frackety fruit did I decide to room with over here? But it's um, fine, it's fine, it's, it's fine. fine. So, okay, I guess we'll get a little bit into, like, the, the struggles that we've had with religion. Also, just to, to end off with my background, I... Um, I do things differently than most of my friends and my family, not in like any extreme way. And I'm not going to go into that because it's personal, but I do things very differently. And everybody, um, for the most part, my entire family is very respectful of everything. I love my parents and I love my siblings to the moon and back so much. Um, her father my, cracked me up. My dad's really funny. He <laughs> really, it's really Papa good. Adams is the best. The best. It's um, my favorite Adams. Oh, okay. After Dahlia. That's fine. Um, whatever. So, yeah, there's that. But, you know, there have been people, and I will mention that in setbacks and struggles and whatever. We have, like, a list of things we want to talk about because we want to cover everything. Um, You know, there's always going to be people that are going to be criticizing you, and it it sucks. It It really does. It's wrong, and it's not okay, and that's completely not what God intended for us to to be like. You know, so, um, yeah, I guess we'll get into that. Oh, I was just going to say, I went to seminary and now I'm at Stern. That's the end of my religious journey. Cool. Um, so, Ricky, would you like to talk about, talk to us about the, the struggles, the things that you went through to get to where you are today? I'm going to combine struggles and setbacks for me. Mm-hmm. Basically, I, like I said, I was really struggling my religious and religion and who I was in Bethafilla. Um, I was also very, very lucky, and one-third of our grade was religious, which doesn't happen in BT. Like, usually you have a couple, but, like, thank God. Like, we had a very small grade of 60, and a third of them were religious or wanted to be or were bought chuba, and it was great. So we had a lot of, like, activities that, like, we would have a lot of Shabbos activities or Friday night, like, lunches or dinner, Friday night dinners. And then I would walk back. But we always had, like, a group of guys walking me back. It was enough religious guys that they would walk me back. It was fine. But I think one of the things that was really hard for me was that in high school, I started my grade kind of divided into two because there was only 20 girls. So it was, like, it basically became a group of, like, 12, and then me and my friends were a group of five. And then, like, there were a few, like, stragglers in the middle. 
So I think what really set me back also was the fact that I had no religious friends in high school because the friends that I was friends with in middle school that were religious kind of went to this partying and whatever, and I didn't. I didn't like that. So I had friends, but they were not religious. And I think as we got older, it got harder. So one big setback for me was the end of 11th and beginning of 12th grade. When I was, like, struggling with seminary, I didn't really want to go because I had this, like, idea in my head that it was only for Basialco girls, and it wasn't Basialco, and now my mom calls me her, like, little Basialco daughter, but it's fine. Um, But, like, I think for me it was really hard, and when I went up to my friends and told them about it, they didn't understand. They're like, oh, you're religious, of course you'll get in. Because in their head, at BT, I got everything because I was religious, which also was a setback because I built up my reputation a lot in high school and in middle school, and I was really proud of who I was. And because of, like, the teachers noticed why I spoke at 8th grade graduation, I spoke at 12th grade graduation, I got picked to go to Hungary, all these things, and every single time it was, oh, because you're religious. And that hurt, because I needed someone to tell me it was because you are a good person, or you're this, not because you're religious. And they used my religious against me, which kind of, like, threw me off. But when I was going to seminary, they didn't understand that I was like, you need to act as if you're interviewing and applying to a college. That's how important it is to me. It's as if I'm going to college. Like, it can make or break me, you know? Like, I wanted the right seminary for me, and I wanted to get in. For me, that was a big setback, just not having those religious friends. Also, that's, like, my friends and my school. But for me, a big setback in who I, in my, like, believe in Hashem was twice in 12th grade. So the first time was I took the SAT three times. And the second time, I got 90 points below of what I wanted. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll take it again, and I'll get those 90 points. 90 points is like, what, nine questions, right? I could do that. Whatever, I studied all summer. I had a tutor, everything, and I took the SAT. I ended up getting a lower grade, and I was so mad. I was so mad at myself. I was mad at Hashem. I was like, how could you do this? Like, how could you not help me? You know, there's always, like, this idea of, like, you can't only ask for miracles you have to put in the work and I was like I put in the work like I put in the work I studied for hours after my summer I studied I was like I only need 90 points higher how could you do this to me I was so disappointed I was like I'm a failure I'm not gonna get into college whatever I was like really hard on myself because of this stupid standardized test if you're if you listen to this and you're in 11th grade SATs mean nothing okay like don't stress they're also not making them required anymore I know whatever it's really I'm salty my my brother's applying to colleges next year and I'm so angry so salty (laughs) But basically, that was really hard, and I, I lost my faith in Hashem. Not lose it, but I was, like, really struggling with my faith in Hashem. Like, how could you do this? I walked around for weeks. Like, how could you do this to me? And then, whatever. I ended up, thank God, like, getting into college and getting into my college that I wanted, and then I ended up not going there, and I went to Stanford. Another story for another time. But it was actually another time in 12th grade was graduation. As I mentioned before, my grandmother passed away 24 hours before I graduated, which... And then on graduation, I spoke in Hebrew. And the last thing she ever said to me in her life was, Ricky, send me your speech. I'm proud of you. And that was like the last thing she said. And I said, okay, Safta, yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you. I never sent it to her, which I kick myself in the face for every day. But I'm like, Ricky, you're an idiot. But I spoke to her right before Shavuos. She died second day Shavuos. The day after Shavuos was my graduation. So I was like, yeah, I'll send it to her. Mother Shavuos, whatever, on Shavuos. Like, or she'll see a video. Like, it's fine, whatever. And then whatever, she never saw it. But I struggled a lot that week. I remember, I don't remember a lot from that week because I remember just being so, she passed away very suddenly. She was not sick or anything, but basically she had a heart attack. So it was very sudden. Um, But I remember thinking that week, I don't remember at all that week. I just remember crying in bed. I remember thinking, how could you do this to me? How could you take her away? Like before one of like the most important days of my life, like graduating high school, it's a big deal. I spoke and I was like, Abel couldn't come like in my pictures you won't see my grand- my father because he was in Avelut he was in Shiva so he had to get special permission from the rabbi to come for literally my five minute speech that's what he came for I saw him in the back he came in and done he left he wasn't allowed to stay because you're not allowed to like be in like um celebrations and stuff and I was so mad for months literally I think for like it's been a year and a half I think up until like maybe October, November, I was really mad. And I was like, how could you do this to me? How could you, like, take away my grandmother, who I love so much, right before my graduation? Mayor, my older brother, was supposed to come. He was planning to surprise me and come for my graduation. I was like, instead of getting on a plane, he went to a funeral. It's not fair to him. It's not fair to me. He had no family. I mean, he had my aunts and uncles, but he, he his parents weren't there. Like, I was so mad on so many different things. And then three months after... No, sorry. A year. A year and three months after like around October 
around Rosh Hashanah, I had a dream. And in this dream, a lady dressed in black was going up and down. And it was like, we were all in a waiting room, and she was just floating up and down. And she was talking to our dead relatives, which was the funniest thing. And a girl from high school was in this room with me, which was the weirdest thing, because I wasn't friends with her. But she was floating up and down. And all she kept saying to me was, Ricky, your grandmother is like, okay, she's okay, she's good, she's okay. And she kept repeating the sentence, she's okay, she's okay, she's okay. And I was like, great, can you ask her, like, why she died before my graduation? Because that was, like, a pain in the butt. And she didn't answer me, she kept repeating, she's okay, she's okay, she's okay. And I told my mother, my mother's like, Ricky, maybe Safta's telling you to let go of your anger. Like, she's okay, she's in a better place now, she's not in pain, you know, like, let go of your anger. And I think that is what, like, kind of forced me to, like, be like, hey, like, I don't know. Everything happens for a reason. And I think this year especially taught me a lot that, like, everything does happen for a reason. And, like, I can't be mad. So that was my little journey with, like, being mad at Hashem and stuff. And I have a necklace that I wear, and it's just Hebrew, and it says Rifka. But, like, after those struggles, I think something that really connects me to my Judaism is this necklace. My older brother got it for me a year before his yeshiva year he went to israel and with his high school he got it for me because i wanted one and he knew how much i wanted one it's like real silver it was really expensive but whatever and then i like didn't wear it so much and then he joined the army and in my head this necklace was what connected me to him it was like a piece of him was with me and like i was protecting him by keeping him in my mind like dahlia said with the skirts like for me the necklace was like a little piece of him but i think also a lot of times i kind of reach for it when i'm struggling like religiously like I want when I went when I want like Hashem's strength with me or what want when I want like an extra reminder that Hashem is with me I will like touch my necklace and I'll remember okay like everything happens for a reason and it took me a long time to realize that and acknowledge that and I I truly believe like everything does happen for a reason but it took me a long time to get there and like you know I didn't do well in that SAT maybe because I wasn't supposed to go to, like, Maryland or wherever, UMBC because I was always supposed to go to Stern. And if I went to Maryland, I wouldn't be at Stern because I would have gone this year. You know, so maybe that's the reason. And I love Stern, and I'm, I'm thriving here, and I'm really – I do love it. So may, that's that was my, like, struggles and setbacks. So I guess for me, I, I guess I kind of have similar – I feel like a lot of people, their str- part of their struggles and setbacks are tragedies mm-hmm. and um, – in, in a way, tragedies bring people together, but at the same time, they also can, like... It cause you to doubt a lot of things. Yeah, 100%. So, when I was um, probably, like, 10 or 11 years old, uh, a family friend, two, a family friend, like, a couple that we were very close with, um, was killed in a car accident very tragically, and this really like kind of rocked my community i live in a very small community and it's tiny yeah it's very small it's like four houses (laughs) that's a bit of an exaggeration sorry 14 14 um okay (laughs) um and so everyone kind of knows everybody like i was just driving to the grocery store the other day and i like waved at like every passing car i was like oh my god that happens with me too and i'm like sometimes i'm just like don't see me i don't want to see anyone literally so everyone kind of like knew these people and they were very prominent like leaders in our community and it was just it was very hard for everyone it was very sudden they were young healthy people um and you know it was it was very hard and I was young and didn't understand like what was happening I was just you know my automatic response was what like why did this happen like why did God take such two such beautiful people away from like away from all of us like how is this fair? And people were always trying to be positive and say, like, everything happens for a reason. You're in a better place, though. Yeah. First of all... That doesn't help. Ever. Don't do that immediately after someone dies. Just that's just not okay. Um, let people be upset. Let people be angry. Um, but I was angry for a long time, like, a couple years. And I was just... I didn't... I was very angry with God because I was just like what kind of, I believed in God but I was like what like what kind of God does this you know right, how can you take away these people exactly so I was very upset um for a long time I just I also became very anxious about you know like it was like a car accident so just like you know um certain things would like trigger me I became very anxious I was just angry at God 
And that was very hard for me, especially because I was so young. I was, like, before my bat mitzvah. It was yeah. really hard. Um, and then, and I just didn't really, I, I would fake Davin in school because I just didn't feel connected to it and all that stuff. And then, you know, get to high school, go on Machach. Machach was, like, it was a time, you know? Um, and we had a program um, where we went to... Har Herzl, which, if you don't know, that's where a lot of prime ministers of Israel are buried and lone soldiers that were killed if you, in battle. If you die, the Har Herzl is, if you die um, in service, during your army service, you're buried there. Unless, like, your family wants to be buried somewhere else. But all the soldiers that are killed are also um, victims of terror attacks. They're and all prime ministers yeah. and presidents are all buried there. Yeah. Um, not all, because sometimes people want to be buried somewhere else. Um and obviously Theodore Herzl is mm-hmm. buried there. Um, I highly recommend going. I've been. I it's think it's something that you should go to 100%. at least once. I think everyone should, should do it at least once. I mean, I want to go back hopefully next year. Um, so we went, and a lot of people, all of our counselors knew at least one person buried there, which was very eye-opening. It was very sad. Um, and a lot of us knew people. These people were not buried there, but they were buried in Israel. Um, and I was hoping that I would have been able to go and see their graves because nobody in my family had ever been to their graves before. And I was very upset that we were not able to and, you know, just being in a graveyard in Israel and like a cemetery, I was thinking about them. So everyone was crying and it was just like, you know, it was a moment. Um, and I was very distressed. But, um, after that particular trip, I just kind of came to terms with the fact that, um, and I know not everyone wants to hear this, but for me, this really helped. I just thought, you know, yes, bad things do happen, but sometimes there just isn't a, you can't always go looking for an explanation for things that happen, unfortunately. I wish I could say that there's an explanation for everything, and that I there mean, was a good explanation for There is, but happen. we just don't know. Like, my dad always said, like, you'll find out when you reach 120 and go to Gunnan, and you can ask any questions. Right, then. you can ask, you can ask any questions you want, but as of now, you need to, um, unfortunately, blindly follow, <laughs> which, like, really does suck but I also came to terms with it because I realized you know these people the people that we love that um have passed away or have been killed or something like that um would not want us to be so distressed over like over them and just not be able to function not you know have a connection to our religion like that's the last thing that they want for us Mm -hmm. um and so that's kind of how I came to terms with it. But that was a huge setback. And it's still, like, even though I came to terms with it, I still, like, feelings still kind of lingered um, for a long time. And I was really afraid for someone in my family to pass away because I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I was Sorry. angry for, like, years. Like, what am I going to do? And unfortunately, at the beginning of my seminary year, my grandmother passed away. And um, although it was extremely hard and it does not, like take away from the fact that it was like horrible and I wish she hadn't passed away and I wish she was still here um that I did not become as angry with God as I had the first time and I was able to accept it more and realize and not move on because I don't think you ever move on from these things but realize that there obviously was a reason for it and she is not in pain anymore and she's in a much much better place um yeah, so that's that was kind of the, the, the more depressing part to get out of the yeah. way. But um, another thing that I really struggled with was, um, which I think a lot of people will be able to relate to in different ways, and everyone has a different story, is um, when something bad happens and you think, well, I must deserve this. Like, I must, this bad thing happened. So I was I was in high school, and, you know... You're in high school. Sometimes you date people. It happens. Hi, <laughs> Ricky's rolling her eyes. Hi, bye, guys. You're not ready for this. I'm not going to give the whole story because that is going to be part of a different podcast about happiness and confidence that we're going to talk about later. <laughs> we're recording a bunch of podcasts in one day, so this is going to be really fun. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. But just to touch on this, um, everything's okay now. This person is a wonderful person, and... Um, Ricky's making a face. Stop making a face. Don't look at me. I'm on the This person is a wonderful person, and this was a long time ago, so um, 
Yeah, and I'm obviously not going to mention any names. Um, but we're chilling now. We're cool. Um, <laughs> um, I was in a relationship in high school. And it was on both ends, my end and his end, um, not the healthiest. Uh, for many reasons. One, the main one being that we were both in, not in the mental place to be in a relationship. He was dealing with a lot of personal things. I was dealing with a lot of self-confidence issues and anxiety and all these new feelings and all that. Um, so, yeah. So, while all this was happening, I was I just, like, basically cried my way through half of the relationship. And it was super healthy. Um, fun, fun. That was sarcasm, if you didn't get that. Um, and just through the whole time, like, after the relationship ended... Um, the whole time I was like, I deserved that. Like, I deserve to be unhappy because, you know, God does everything for a reason and I deserved that. And I'm like, you need to find, and I realized later on, you need to find the balance. God does everything for a reason, but I don't think that means that you deserve the bad things that happen to you. I think that that situation needed to happen so that him and I could grow and become the people that we needed to become, but I, you need to understand it's so classic to be like this bad thing happened that must mean I deserve it like that's just not how things work um sometimes bad things happen to bad people but most of the time bad things happen to good people yeah it happens all the time unfortunately and most of the time I firmly believe that it's to help us grow and to help us become the people that we need to become like Ricky said like if she hadn't gotten that score on her SAT she wouldn't have ended up in Stern and maybe that like domino effect would have ended up somewhere else like she could have ended up somewhere completely different and you know you just need to realize that everything is meant to happen so that you can get to be the person you're meant to become I think also like it's really interesting what you're talking about also like when you were 10 it kind of taught you how to deal with your grandmother passing and I kind of feel the same way because when my my grandmother passed away a year and a half ago and my grandfather passed away three months ago like almost exactly three months ago and my grandfather was sick the term heartbreak disease like when you die from heartbreak it's a real thing like my grandfather just started deteriorating after my grandmother passed away but I just I think I reacted a lot better to him passing away than her passing away and maybe because he was sick and I was kind of expecting it and whatever but like I don't know I just I reacted to it a lot not better I'm still grieving and I was grieving but I was able to like kind of compose myself and be like I didn't blame myself it wasn't like why did he die he passed away two days before I went to New York my grandparents had very dramatic timing when it came to like passing away in relation to my life but I also think of that message of my I truly believe it was my grandmother telling me like I'm okay like move on not move on like miss me and grieve me and don't forget about me but don't beat yourself up about it I was beating myself up about it and I was always thinking like why did she die it's not fair Hashem's not fair I don't I miss her and I remember my um my mom walking past my room and she was on the phone with my aunt and she was like after my grandfather passed away she's like wow the kids are like grand grandchildren orphans like they won't ever say I'm going to Saba and Salva's house again and that was like I was like um thanks okay I don't think she meant for me to hear it but she was just talking she's like I feel so bad there's no more like going to Saba and Salva's house whatever but I think I think it did happen for a reason I know my grandfather was suffering and he hated being in a world without my grandmother and obviously I did not want him to die but I'm not like beating myself up about it the way I was when my grandmother passed away. So it definitely prepared me. So I do agree with you. Like, at at some point in my life, I came to terms with the fact that, like, bad things happen to good people and it's not my fault. Like, exactly. Like, you can't beat yourself up about it. And, yeah, and, and something else that you need to, um, which is kind of along the same lines, that you need to, everyone needs to realize at some point, is that mistakes that you made in your past are not things that you should beat yourself up for either and I don't even want to say mistakes or maybe things that you regret um whether it be the fact that maybe you weren't showmare for a while and now you are and that's not to say that being showmare not showmare is a bad thing Ricky is not showmare and that is okay that's totally fine that is a personal choice yeah um and oh maybe I should maybe I should touch on that because that um is a good explanation um something else that's important to know is that 
you don't need a halachic reason for why you do the things that you do. You can just have a personal connection to it. Like I said, like Sneas has nothing to do with halacha for me. Sneas has nothing to do with halacha with me either. Absolutely. Like nothing. Like some people are just comfortable wearing that stuff and feel beautiful wearing that stuff and just don't feel comfortable wearing pants. And that's totally fine. And some people are the most modest. My mother is like one of the, like my mom and dad are like the most spiritual people I know. Like incredibly spiritual amazing jews and they don't do some things that i do and that does not make me a better person person than them in the least they are 100 percent better people than me a thousand percent yeah like, like i'm point. i'm i went to seminary wearing short sleeves and i came out not wearing short sleeves and also it has no halacha like background it was just one thing i want to take from seminary was i want to cover my elbows and that's it like done and nothing to do with halacha it just has to do with like kind of like what Dahlia said about like seeing Hashem in her life it was like skirts for me it was like okay like wearing long sleeves I mean like covering my elbows yeah so along the lines of that relationship that I was talking about is why I decided to become Shomer um and like I said you can totally become Shomer because you believe it's halakhically correct that is totally fine that is not at all why I decided to become Shomer for me, and this is very personal, and I'm opening up to all, like, three of you, but... Maybe four. <laughs> maybe four. Oh, so sorry. Shout out, Arie. <laughs> Again, <laughs> if you're still listening, you're a real one. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate you. Oh, my God. He's going to be so embarrassed. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> you wanted a shout-out. We gave you a shout-out. We Literally. basically dedicated a whole podcast to you. <laughs> yeah. Like I was saying, Sherman, yeah, we're not talking about RA anymore. <laughs> you keep bringing it up. No, I'm not. Okay, I'm, whatever. So, personally, why I decided to become um, Shomer is because I was in a relationship where physical stuff meant a lot to me. I'm not even talking about, like, anything, like, crazy sexual, like, hugging and holding hands. Ugh. Hugs are the best. Boy hugs, hugs are the boy best. Boy hugs are the best. Boys listening, you hold all the power in your yep. hugs. Yeah. Literally. It's an issue. No, it's really a problem. Like, you're, if, like, your wife is ever mad at you, give her a hug. She'll, like, forgive yeah. you right away. Boy hack. Forehead kisses. Boy hack. Boy hack right here. Boy, boy hack. <laughs> Should we just make a podcast for the boys? Boy, for the boys. For the, Do it for the boys. For Done. The, for the bun-in. Oh, my God. Um... Okay, going back. <laughs> For the seventh and time. That stuff meant a lot to me. And it, it it should mean a lot to you, 100%. But I think it clouded my judgment in a lot of things in that my relationship was just not healthy at a certain point. And I think I stayed for a while because I wanted those things. Um, which is normal. I'm just saying. It's not healthy, but it's normal. So if this also happened to you, that's it's not okay. But like know that it happens to other people yeah. too. And so I stayed in that relationship for longer than I definitely should have. And um, so that's why I decided to come Shomer because I just wanted to eliminate that entire factor of physicality so that I could get to know a person without that first. Um, and the physical stuff can be introduced later. And I understand that that's not everybody's, like, thing. And that's totally fine. Like I said, like, re- religion is very subjective to each person. Um and yeah, so that's why I decided to become Shomer. Um, and yeah, and so something that I think is really important, which is always my go-to advice that I was talking to this person about on DM especially, um, is that you really need to find some kind of a mentor, someone to look up to, um, and someone who can give advice without judgment. If someone, if your mentor is judging you or is making you feel bad about the questions that you have or the the decisions that you decided to make, then you need to find a new mentor because that's not what anybody should be doing who is a good role model for you. This could be a sibling. This could be a, any type of family member, a teacher, a rabbi. It doesn't even necessarily need to be like a rabbi, but it definitely could be. I have a couple of, I guess, mentors from seminary. I have one rabbi that I go to who, like, Paskin's halacha for me, um, for Bremson. I know you will not be listening to this, but shout out to Just you. Just want to show me won't be listening to this, because if he listens to this, he's going to be like, I know both of those girls. If you're listening to this from Bramson, He's not listening. Uh, I, 
I feel like he he might. I don't know. I really he hope has, he doesn't. No, I, he doesn't have a. He has a dumb phone, oh, so right. he has a kosher phone, so he will not be listening to this. Um, but he like I ask all my halakha questions to him. I have my aim by it, who was a really big religious like guidance person for me, and there was literally no judgment on anybody's end at all because that's the way it should be. Um, so that is my biggest piece of advice when it comes to that stuff. Um. And so, yeah, that's my biggest piece of advice. Ricky, do you have any advice? For um, honestly, so in seminary, I was, like, close with one teacher, and I'll really, like, only go to her. But, um, jokes, I have two teachers, now I'm thinking about it. But... Would you like to give a little shout-out? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but... The truth is, like, I, I'm really close with my older brother, which is so funny. People, like, think I'm insane. I will talk about anything with my older brother. I really hope he doesn't listen to this. That would be awkward. Hey, Mayor, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> but my brother is, like, legitimately one of, like, my best friends in the world. Um, I will talk to him about anything. Like, literally anything. Like, my dating life, his dating life. And everyone's like, you're talking about that? Like, yes. I will talk about my... We were in Israel, and he lives there. And he, like... It was me and a friend, Adina. We were on the couch. And Mayor literally just comes up and, like, sits in between us. And I was like, Mayor, what happens if she was show Mayor? He goes, it's fine. Just our clothes are touching. Our bodies are not. And I was like, that's not how it works. But, like, he's, like, really goofy and fun. But, like, he also took me out drinking at a bar for the first time. I was legal because it was in Israel. And it was, like... Ricky's going off the deck. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going off the deck. I had two drinks. <laughs> but, no, but he is, like... I will go to him for a lot of problems. And, honestly, like, the friends I made in seminary are huge mentors for me. Like, like Adina and Gabs, like, saved my life multiple times when I was, like... I want to look cute, but I want to dress nice, And they helped me in that. And, I don't know. They're just, like, constantly there for me, like... I thought that was going to be so much more intense because you were like, they saved my life multiple no, times. No, 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 I'll tell you why. Fashion-wise. I'll tell you why. <laughs> no. When my grandfather passed away, a lot of people came out to me and were like, oh, he's in a better place now. And, and I was like, I don't want to hear that. And it's like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. I First of all, I understand why people say I'm sorry for your loss, but I look at them and I'm like, thank you. That doesn't help me. Like, you're making me. And like, what can I do to help? Don't say, what can I do to help? Offer to do help. Like, be like, can I take you here? Can I buy you food? Because... When you say, like, what can I do to help, it's like, okay, you're giving, I, I need know. you to give me a job, and that's, like, more stress, whatever. Anyways, um, so Gabriella actually texted me, like, that Friday, because he passed away on Thursday, whatever, and then I really wasn't on my phone. Then Friday, she was, like, she, it was about to be Shabbos for her, because she lives in England, and she was, like, a British queen. Yes. <laughs> in her, in my phone, she's Gabriella the queen. That's another, that's another story. Um, but she said actually something, she's like, Ricky, I wish I can be there to give you a hug and like be there for you. And I'm always here for you. And I wish I could say something to make you feel better, but I can't, but I hope you know that I'm here for you always, whatever you need. And that helped me. I was that's like, you are the that. only person in this earth who acknowledged that you can't help me, but that you're there for me. That's all I wanted. That's all I needed. And she was the only person to get that. And that, like, made my day. And then I have a voice note of me, like, so I just had a crying session in my car. And I think it's the funniest thing ever. But Go, Gabriella. I think I think for me, I rely a lot on my friends, which is okay, too. Like, I lean a lot on my friends and, and stuff like that. And I also just had, like, a lot of friend issues that just occurred with me. And they were there and a lot. This is me throwing shade. <laughs> yeah, this is me throwing shade. I'm throwing shade. If you're listening... <laughs> I don't like you. Okay, <laughs> all right, aggressive. Thaya was also, like, with me throughout this whole, like, period of time. I, can be, I, I look very sweet and innocent. I'm aggressive. Very there aggressive. is a, both an aggressive. angry person inside We're of me. We're both really awkwardly aggressive, but Ricky's only aggressive because she has two brothers. Exactly. I have two brothers. I'm aggressive. Okay, we're getting off topic, and we literally can only do this for 60 minutes. I just got a notification from my phone. But basically, my mentors are the people that surround me. Like, I don't know. That's my. That's for me. Um, so the next topic is, like, where we are now, and right now, I am a modern orthodox, oh my god, I was, about to, I was about to say teenager. I'm not a teenager anymore, I'm 20, she's old! Oh, she's old. I'm a modern orthodox. My cousin, side note, um, I went to my aunt and uncle's on Chavez to eat a meal for the first time since COVID, which was amazing, and my cousin's like, Ricky, how old are you? And she's, like, in fourth grade. I'm like, how old do you think I am? She goes, 15. I was like, I'm 20, but thanks. And she was like, when did you become an adult? I didn't know you were an adult yet. I, I was think like, the word for uh-huh. that is old. <laughs> I know. It was so funny. I got like a reality check from like my fourth grade little cousin. It was so funny. I love that. Um, but I'm I'm really happy in who I am and my faith in Hashem. And I think, despite the hardships that I have endured the past year and a half, 
I'm happy with where I am and who I am. I think it's a journey that everyone needs to come to on their own. 100%. I am also my orthodox queen in queen. star. Yes! Done! We love a self-confident modern, modern orthodox queen. Queen with a K- K-W. K-W. <laughs> um, we're a little bit hyper. I apologize. Yeah, I don't know why. We just saw each other um, for the first time after six, six weeks. This is less like... Yeah. Yeah. A little story, a little side note very quick. A girl who I'm friends with texted me recently and said, I just wanted to let you know that you are the reason that I started dressing sneezely and I literally cried like a baby. I'm not surprised. That's the... Okay. Shade! (laughs) It's cute! It was very sweet. I'm not going to say your name. very sweet. Because that could be personal, but like... I love you with all my heart. You are the purest human being ever. And I'm so proud of you. Yes. Um, queen. We love so a queen. So that's where I'm at. And I'm very happy. Um, we will talk about this later in our self-confidence podcast. Oh, yes. In a be very, on the lookout. Be on the lookout. <laughs> I was in a very, very dark place at the beginning of this year. Like, not necessarily religiously, but personally. Ricky's looking at you very confused. I didn't even know where the beginning of this year. I don't know why. I'm like, I can't believe I didn't know this. <laughs> I was in a very sad place. It's called seasonal depression. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. That's what was popping in my life. Poppin'. And um, I'm in a very, and I've been going through a lot of personal things because, you know. Feels. People are. People suck. People, people suck. suck. People suck. People suck. Ricky's very heated. I'm very heated. <laughs> It's fine. And I am very happy with the person that I am now religiously. Um, and Yeah. And, you know, a disclaimer again that, you know, religion isn't, like, cookie cutter. You have to, like, find what works for you. Make it your own. Obviously, like, please be a good person along the way. Don't be judgmental. Do not be judgmental. I will go off for a second. If you are a judgmental person, you lose all my respect. Yeah. Because I have had so many encounters where people who are more to the right, like, more religious than me, have been like, oh my god, your friend that you're with who's wearing pants, like, oh my god, that's terrible. I'm like, they're probably a better person than you. Yeah. Because, like, you're saying stuff like I this, think a lot then- of things, like, it's based on respect. I always said, like, I don't care. You could be any religion in the world. I don't care. I'll be friends with you. You have, if you're respectful towards me and I'm respectful toward you, it works. I have a Christian friend. We get along, along great because we both respect each other for who we are. Done. Yeah, 100%. Any Anybody you meet who is different than you religiously, take the time to get to know them, to understand them before you pass any... Well, don't pass any judgment at all, but I mean, like, in your head before you pass any type of judgment because, you know, you meet people. Like, I have friends who have been through, like, ten times what I have been through, and they are, like, so incredibly close to, to God, and it's just you really need to take the time to get to know people and if you are struggling with any of the things that we spoke about or if we didn't touch on something please reach out to us in our dms or if you would like to do it anonymously on our google form in our bio please let us know and we really enjoyed this podcast i think this is our longest longest one one. but i think it's because it's such an important topic agreed all right guys i'm ricky and i'm dahlia and this was do it for the chavaya we'll see you next time or listen next time (laughs) Bye. Bye.